Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Stan Fowler. And I'm Bob McGregor. And today we are going to think about something that just happened recently. Happens all the time. But uh, recently is enough to get us uh, talking about it now. A friend of ours just uh, resigned from his pastorate. uh, Read the letter. We all know what that's like. Uh, An emotional time for a church and for a pastor. Uh, In this case, it was after a fairly short uh, tenure in ministry. And so the question is, we're going to talk about when, when do you know it's time to leave your church as a pastor? Uh, there are great, good examples and there are terrible examples. Uh, there's something about the role of a pastor in the church that uh, it can have a real ripple effect if it's not managed properly. And so I think every pastor, myself included, and you, Stan, That's right. uh, has faced that question, is it time for me to move on my own initiative, or do I wait until I get pushed, or is there a little bit of the push and pull? Um, is it, what what kind of effect does it have on the church when a pastor who's been there for, in my case, seven, eight, nine years, that's my shelf life, nine years, maybe 10, um, and you're, you're communicating that we're a family, that uh, God is doing something great. This is the best church in the world. We're cheerleading for the church. And then a letter is read, God has called me out. Does it have to even be that way? Uh, I'm, ta- I'm talking myself into more really than, than I want to right now. Uh, but <laughs> what, what does it, is, is it possible? And we'll talk about when it's time to leave, but... Can we imagine that a pastor can be called into his church and to spend a lifetime there? Is I know That's a rare thing, but should it be the default? Well, that's a really good question. And, <clears throat> and there, have been, there have been some very good examples of, of outstanding pastors who've basically spent yeah, their whole life of ministry in one church. Um, uh, interestingly, that that was uh, the experience of the man who became my pastor when I was thirteen. He was fresh out of uh, school. Mm-hmm. It was his first pastorate, and um, he stayed there for about forty years, I, I believe, um, up until retirement. And what, what, this is middle America. What began as a church of about 100 people um, meeting in a building at a, at a country crossroads outside small town, small town near Indianapolis, so suburbia, but the building was in the country. Um, no indoor toilets at that time. He stayed, and he led the church, uh, in evangelism, in outreach, in church planting. Uh, church grew to a couple of thousands with four or five daughter churches, K-12 Christian school, um, etc. Had, had a long and vital ministry there. But it doesn't often happen that way. It can happen that way, though. And my, my question would be, um, was he locked in? I mean, sometimes you want to get out and you can't just because of 
family, my family's here, or I can't afford to go somewhere else. I might as well stick it through here. And you find out, oh, there's, there's, a, there's a sunshine at the end of this rainstorm. I'm, I'm glad I didn't leave. I'm glad I persevered. In that case, he, he, he had a vital ministry that was, that was so widely affirmed and accepted. And he, um, he really was. He was he was there. He was committed, and he was and he was bearing yeah. fruit. Now, mm-hmm. that situation also points up one of the problems of a pastor staying that long, and that is, even though even though he was very directly involved in helping the church find his successor, his successor flamed out. He. Um, he was involved and in, and in, and led the church in in bringing his successor on as an associate pastor mm-hmm. um, a couple of years before the longtime pastor was going to be retiring. So he and he was actually a, a a guy who had been a member of that church before he became a pastor himself. Elsewhere, it's a good sign. It looked great. As I heard afterwards, though, that longtime pastor when he actually came to retirement, realized that he might have made a mistake. But the church was committed. This fellow became the new lead pastor, and it just did not go well. So now, unfortunately, that is not an isolated example. It can be very, very difficult for, for a pastor to follow a well-loved, uh, mightily used pastor who's been at the church for a long, long time. There's no question about that. So when, when pastors and churches think about how are we going to get this ministry done together, they, they need to consider those things. Yeah. They really do. Well, I've been to a few churches, and I've left churches. Yeah, now tell me, what, uh, how, how did you sense that it was time to move on? Well, my first one was a youth pastorate, and I didn't know it, but youth pastors are three-year cycle. I, after three years, um, I just wanted to go back to school. Church loved me. They, it, was, it was not a typical pastor's resignation. But after that, <clears throat> I think um, when I've been in a church for seven years, I don't know, there's something about a seven-year mark that I begin to ask those questions. Um, sometimes I'm tired just, just because the ministry can be tiring, right? right? And you think, do I need a rest? Do I need a new church? Um, I, I'm, no, I'm no good to the church if I'm tired all the time, wearied in things. And so you, that's probably one of the factors that has gone into my uh, leaving a church, just weariness. Now, this was before sabbaticals. And I think I probably would have been refreshed if I had a typical sabbatical. Now you just come back and it's like you're in a brand new church. Right. Um, but be that as it may, I think if I'm in a church and I have the cooperation of the people in terms of leadership, I'm inclined to stay. But when you sense that there is no buy-in to the things that matter to you maybe they didn't understand at the candidating stage or whatever but you find that these people are not following me 
And as best you can determine, it's not a personality quirk, but it's a fundamental uh, visionary thing. Then I know pastors who have said, I'm in the wrong place. And they've left sooner than later. That hasn't been my experience. Um, I typically will say to a, a church uh, search team or, or an elders team that I never want to be the center of the division in a church. Um, if I've said this, I've said this even here. I said, if you feel at any time that my ministry um, is not bringing the kind of fruit that we need or if the church is plateauing or it lacks energy or you need to change the coach, um, I've always said that I'll totally cooperate with that. I I don't need the job that bad. I, I, I want to be a blessing and not someone that has to carry on. So I've had that open door. Now, no one has ever come to me in leadership and said, yeah, thanks for saying that. You're, we think your time is up. No oh, we need that, to have a talk, Bob. Yeah, the, yeah well, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally open to that. In fact, I, I'd probably be thankful for some of those conversations. Um, but before it gets there, I want to be the first person to know that it's time to move on. And so I look for uh, fruit in the ministry. If there's fruit there, I'm inclined to stay. But if there's not fruit, I, I say, is it, am I in the way here? Um, again, you want to see growth in the church, new people coming. And if, if you're not seeing that, you say, well, do I need to shift my leadership philosophy? Do I need to move on? Do I need to hire someone? And if at the end of the day, you, you just sense that I'm done here. Right. You, say, you get the sense that I've, I've carried out the ministry God brought me here to do. I've, I've sort of, I've been the agent that God has used to, to do some things here that needed to be done, but, but maybe I've done what God called me here to do, and maybe, maybe it's time. And I've known pastors who've, who've said, I, my role in here was to bring the church to a certain point, but beyond that, um, it, it looks like maybe somebody else needs to come to move the church on, to, to meet some different needs, to bring a little different flavor of ministry. Now, hopefully that's not just about the ambition that says, I want to go to a larger church with a larger salary. Mm-hmm. I'm, anyway, you, you've probably heard the, the joke about the pastor in the small church who gets an invitation to go to a large church. And he says to his wife, while I pray about this, you go upstairs and start packing. <laughs> um, I mean, that, that can happen for sure. I know it, it's interesting. I, now, I, I serve two pastorates, two full-time lead pastorates, and, and, and resigned from both of them. But my cases were not at all typical. The first case was one in which the denomination tightened up its statement of faith to create a more detailed eschatological view that needed to be affirmed, and I couldn't affirm it. And so that, mm-hmm. that put me in an ethical dilemma, and that's what brought me to Canada. 
Thank the Lord for that. I'm an ecclesiastical refugee from the evangelical battle of Armageddon. Amen. The second one, though, is in Toronto. Uh, We had a wonderful eight years experience at Runnymede Church. And yet what happened there was I I was invited to start teaching theology part-time at at what was then Central Baptist Seminary. Mm -hmm. And I... It validated my sense of vocation that I really, that was, that was what God really wired me to yeah, do. for sure. And I realized I've either got to dive into that full time or I've got to, res- I've got to stop doing that because I yeah. like it too much and I don't want to cheat the church. Yeah. And interestingly, um, I, I mean, I got my acceptance to a doctoral program, which was the, the, the first step in that direction. And, and and so I I I, re, I submitted my letter of resignation and it was communicated to the church in March of that year before I left in mid August. Mm-hmm. Now that's a lot longer um, gap than most people recommend, but that was a very fruitful period of ministry. Yeah. Everyone understood. Yeah. And in fact, w- one of the things it made me think about it. We may want to talk about this sometime. Pastors often deal with this question very independently in isolation between them and the Lord. Well, they talk to their wife, I assume. But I wonder, if we don't need to develop a more open atmosphere where the, the pastor and the other elders in the church can talk about it and, and say, hey, I'm, I'm wrestling with this. You know, have, have I done what I need to do here? Is it... Yeah. Should I be thinking about another ministry? Um, I've been approached by another church. What do you? What do you? Well, that doesn't happen, Stan. Think? It doesn't. I know it doesn't. But I really wonder. I wonder if there isn't a better way to do this, so we have a little more openness about it. I don't know. I, yeah. I know the dangers involved in it. Um, you yeah. know, the other leaders may say, "Okay, he's mentally checked out." I understand. Nothing that. wrong with your mind. Uh, let me let me just share a little bit. I came from a large church in Toronto, as you know, and yes. uh, it was just wonderful experience there. And I had to talk to my chairman one day. I said, I'm, I'm going to be moving on. And it had everything to do. And I, I almost apologized to the Lord for this. Lord, if you don't mind, our kids are all in KW. Uh, my wife needs the kind of support that they can give her. And so I had to tell my, my board chairman, this is the only reason. This really... What's the real reason? No, it's just, it's family. We want to be with our family, and we think God's okay with this. And uh, he just couldn't believe that we were leaving, and, and it was a very difficult conversation, but I'm glad he wanted me to stay. Yes. You know, <laughs> um, but that was the reason why we just felt we had to move on, and uh, the church eventually understood that and they they looked under all the carpets and looked for lumps and everything just to right. see and no that's that's really what it was and it was a it was a blessing to be there and it was a sweet time of leaving as well and every pastor has to face that and it's difficult but it could be for the best of the church and it can be done in a way that that manifests love and yeah. people recognize okay we're all we're all seeking to obey God's will in, in this case, and we rejoice in what we've done together, and we love each other and affirm each other. That's so good. And then to go back at an anniversary and just to be a right. blessing to the church—that's the way it should be. We're out of time, Stan. We are. 
thanks for listening to us on this subject. Like anything, you can email us with your questions. We'd be glad to think out loud with you. Thanks for listening. Keep on thinking. Thank <laughs> you.